Blog Talk Radio. And we're coming to you from Blog Talk Radio. Today's show is Seven Ways to Spot a True Sense of Urgency. Doing the best at this moment puts you in the best place for the next moment, said Oprah Winfrey. I can't believe she just gave up, commented my double partner friends. Fran, all I could say at the time was, it is so incredibly sad. If it went down like this, we were at a three all in the first set of our tennis match. We broke our opponent's serve and took the lead at 4-3. I served and we won another game for a score of 5-3. They served and edged closer, 5-4. Fran served, and we won the first set, 6-4. First game in the second set, we broke their serve, and bam, our opponent's body language screamed. There is no way we can win. We may as well give up now and this over and end this now. Now, this is an attitude that if you give up before you even try, what are you doing? You're actually setting yourself up for failure because you're telling yourself you can't succeed. And that's something that you should learn to overcome. You see, little did they know that just last week, Fran and I were in a similar position. We were losing the first three games at one point down 5-2, only to fight back and win the first set 7-5. We ultimately went on to win the match. How? By never giving up. Why? Because regardless of whether it's sports, business, or family life, when I do something, I give it my all. I figure if I'm going to invest my time and attention in something, then that something must be important. Otherwise, why do it at all? And I make it a point to surround myself with people who feel and live the same way. It seems so obvious, yet 90% of people walk through like zombies, yet helping to make it through the day will as little effort as possible. Basically, what we're saying is that we are creatures of habit. That means we do what we know, we stay in our comfort zone, and we don't want to move out. Why? Because of fear. Fear holds us back from almost everything. That if you overcome that fear, 
then there's no reason why you can't succeed. And let's say this again. It seems so obvious, yet 90% of people walk through life like zombies, just hoping to make it through the day with as little effort as possible, always hoping for a different outcome while maintaining the mindset that they deserve better, all in the mindset. When you think positively and you truly believe in yourself, then guess what? You will succeed. It's a matter of We've always heard of the laws of attraction. There's even a book out called The Secret that was made into a movie, and it literally talks about how to utilize the laws of attraction to begin to change your mindset. And guess what? We often have head trash that, why is it there? Simple reason that it's cluttered with things that we've heard people tell us that we've begun to internalize. And internalizing it, we literally believe all of those negative things that we've been told all our life. And the only way to get rid of that head trash is to use affirmations or positive thinking as a way of beginning to believe in yourself and your potential. These are the people who, when left in any position within an organization, can single-handedly destroy the morale, consume mounds of energy, and obliterate profits. They are called complacency campaigners, or CCs. Many business owners and managers underestimate their power to ruin a business. They are full of excuses, and the drama is endless. Complacency complainers can be anyone. They have no requirements or application policy. They come in all shapes and sizes. They are disguised as CEOs, marketing managers, mailroom clerks, and sales representatives, and they thrive on recruitment more than James Jones and the most sophisticated MLMers. So why are they so prevalent? Although complacency is pervasive, smart and experienced and refined, people do not always see it. They may mistake activity for productivity and France franchiseness or urgency. What that means is that their productivity is either low or it can be high, but it's never even keel. And because CCs are skilled at shuffling papers and drumming up emergencies, like easy to overlook the fact that they are actually doing nothing. But when you are a business owner, entrepreneur or manager, recognize the business cancer and do not take a stand against the CCs. You are as guilty as they are. 
Door number one, door number two. When you decide to take a stand, you have two choices. You can either let the CC go, which is the complacency person, or you can coach him and turn him into a valuable team member. Truth be told, option number two is tough. Tough because they often, the CC had a supervisor who let the problem go on way too long, either at your organization or at a prior company. The CC's complacency may be too thoroughly ingrained for her to change. What that means, if it's too ingrained, that means they're closed-minded. They don't know how to open up. They don't know how to think differently. And they literally don't know what to do that can turn things around for themselves. So that what we need to do is look at some ways that we can help them change. However, it is possible to turn a CC into a valued member of your team. And I will admit, I've always tried the first, even though there is only about 25% chance that the infamous CC stays on board. But when their aha moment strikes, you know the effort was worth it. You can see the transformation from the hypnotic complacency into a true sense of urgency. You can recognize those who really get it. They have the following traits. They think of themselves as being on the winning team. With a strong sense of urgency, people quickly identify critical issues and form strong teams that are committed to ambitious change, even when these members are already working hard. And here is always remember these call words, C-A-R-E, creator, advancer, refiner, and enforcer. And then there's the facilitator. So there's usually five members of a team. And often, if you want people to work as a team, and I've seen this work, is, and I've seen this done with, the, with these teams that go off to these boot camps where it's literally an obstacle course, and they have to learn to work as a team to get to the finish line. How will they help each other get over the wall? How will they encourage one another to go underneath the, 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 and crawl through the obstacle course to get through to the other end? And it's a matter of learning that if you want to be the winning team, you have to work as a team. You've got the creator. He has the ideas, but he can't refine it, so he needs someone else there to help him. You've got the advancer, that they take the broad idea, and they're able to whittle it down to a workable project. Then you've got the refiner, that what he does is he takes that working projects 
and he sees how he can tweak it, tweak it to make it work even better. Then you've got the enforcer who actually puts that project into motion. So you see how, and then you've got the facilitator that works in all four quadrants that they help the creator with the idea. They help the advancer understand how to refine it. They work with the refiner to see and make sure that it's tweaked just perfectly. Then they work with the enforcer to help make it all work with everyone. So what you want to do is look for ways that you can take all of these things and put them together. Then you've got the vision and strategies. Strong and committed teams organize the effort to find smart strategies and envision long-term outcomes when dealing with essential issues, even when the strategies are hard to pin down. Communication. High urgency teams inherently feel a need to persistently communicate the vision and strategies to the appropriate people to get them on board and generate still more urgency. When we communicate, we have four quadrants that we fall into. And how we communicate effectively, how we change how we communicate with each other in a team is very important because certain people have strengths in one area, whereas in an area that you're, it's your weakness, you want someone who has their strengths in that area. So you're looking at the D, which is the dominant personality, and he feels he can control the environment and everything around it. Then you've got the I or the influencer, and that person, they get along with everyone. They talk to anyone that's a stranger. They can get to know them. They can become friendly with them. They can get them to do what they want them to do. Then you've got the steadiness personality, and that's someone who literally goes by the book. They will listen to and read the manual of the company, and they can give it to you back word for word, and they literally follow all of the dictates of the company. And in doing so, what are they doing? They are literally keeping everything together with the idea of what the mission of the company is. And then you've got the conscientiousness personality. And this person questions everything. They want to know all the detail. They don't even make a decision before they know what the details are. What makes this work together as a team is that every one of us have strengths and every one of us have weaknesses. And when we work with someone who shows a, a strength in an area that's our weakness, then we're able to come together and put together all the ideas that are coming forth and 
figure out how we can take it all and make it work. This is where teamwork and communication is so important and why you as an individual need to understand this because when you are the manager and you're talking to someone else, you need to understand where their strengths are and how you can pull out those strengths and make and get them to put forth what it is that makes the the mission of the company or project work. Empowerment. Those with a strong sense of urgency empower others who are dedicated to making a vision a reality by removing obstruction in their path. And this is really important because you want the team members to be able to take part in putting forth or, or, or visualizing things that can happen before they happen. Think about it. If you've got someone that's a CC and you teach them to empower themselves, can you imagine that what they do and how they do it? And if you can encourage them to take courses on learning how to think positively, learning how to look at obstacles, and figuring out ways to overcome those obstacles, then what you're doing is you're helping them to grow, to expand, to literally learn how to begin to believe in themselves because it's all a matter of retraining our thought patterns. And why is this so important? Because as children, what happens? We either get with teachers or we get with our parents or we get with kids who don't understand that each one of us is different. And if you are weak in certain areas that they're strong, they will key in on it and they will literally push it down your throat and bully you. And then what happens is that creates that vacuum that the person becomes as an adult because they have literally internalized all of those things that they've been told. So it's a matter of beginning to help them to begin to empower themselves to change their thinking from that of self-destruction to one of self-esteem. And in pulling all of that together, you are literally helping them to begin to overcome and gain the self-confidence that they have so that they can, can take that and literally pass it on to the people around them because you really don't realize how if you're a negative person, then what happens is when you're in the workplace, you are teaching other people to be negative too. If you can retrain your thoughts to begin and become that of someone who is very thoughtful and empowering, then you can empower the people around you. Short-term wins. High-urgency teams celebrate short-term 
victories and make them visible to the entire organization. Guess what? This is why you look at a goal and you break it down to daily activities because every time you experience a win or a short-term victory, then that is building up your self-esteem. That's teaching you how you can become the person you truly want to be and that person who you believe can succeed at any cost, no matter how far behind you are. Never give up. After minor or great success, teams with a true sense of urgency never let their team slip back to complacent inertia. Instead, they expand at the effort and strive for improvement. And let me kind of give you a good example of that, that in my case, I grew up with a disability at a time when society didn't even acknowledge its disability community. There were no laws guaranteeing people with disabilities the right to an education or the right to employment. Therefore, when I was in school, what happened was that Sometimes what I see and what I write down become two different things. And in math, and I'm sure this happened more times than anything, that I I did very poorly, not because I wasn't fairly good in numbers per se, as that sometimes what I was seeing was not what I wrote down. So I could never figure it out. And it was not even until I was in graduate school that I found it for myself. It was never pointed out to me that no one recognized what was going on with me. That what happened was I was in a statistics course and I was trying to figure out an answer. And guess what? I couldn't figure out because nothing I did came out with the multiple choice answer. You know what I did? I literally left that question to later. And when I went back to it, that's when I saw it, that I had written down a number wrong. And when I corrected that number, I came up with the answer. So if I had not recognized that on my own, I would have gone on thinking I was just very poor in math because it's usually just black and white. There's nothing that tells you. And had I literally given up and forgotten about it, then I would never have gotten the right answer. Not only that, when I did graduate college and went into the workforce, I was very limited on the types of jobs that I could get. And when I lost my job with the state, I could have given up and gone back on Social Security. But I chose to know that I wanted to live independently. And in order to live independently, I had to find work. So I took low-paid and underskilled jobs knowing that I always have that, that entrepreneurial spirit. But I literally started my business long before I was ready and long before technology even offered the kinds of things, software and, and, and things that they do today that helps me as an entrepreneur compete 
against everyone else. So when you recognize all of these things, when you can turn your your thinking around, when you can begin to believe in yourself and your capabilities, then you can pass that along to other people. And the way to do that is to feel success along the way. Making it stick, teams with a true sense of urgency feel duty-bound to find ways to make sure any change sticks by incorporating the change into the structure, the systems, and most importantly, the culture. Here is a truly amazing thing. Working with a sense of urgency actually requires less energy than complacency, and the rewards are tenfold. Because guess what is happening here? You are beginning to understand and recognize that you as an individual truly bring so much more to the table in how everyone as a team works together. This is often something that we literally forget about and don't think about, how we can grow and begin to think of ourselves as empowering and how we can turn and and teach other people to empower themselves. And the last few minutes, what I want to do is talk a little bit about transactional analysis, because this is a psychology that was founded by Eric Byrne, and literally what it says is, if you talk to someone as, as an adult to an adult, rather than an adult to a child, then what you're doing is you're helping them to grow. And how we communicate really affects how we teach up children to communicate with each other. If we're critical, they're going to be critical. If we're supportive, they're going to be supportive. And it, you have the adult who says, I am able to. You have the parent that says, you should. And you have the child who says, I want. Because we all have certain wants and needs within our lives. And often we don't think about how we communicate or how we say things to someone else. And it's surprising, but I had a mother that was so negative that she just couldn't say any a word of encouragement to anyone. She just didn't know how to. And that's literally because she grew up in a home where her mother was so negative that she would literally, instead of teaching the children to look out for each other, she created jealousy and animosity between them. So that whenever my mother would talk to her mothers, her brothers and sisters, they would always say, how's the mama? How's the papa? But they would, their conversations never lasted very long because they just didn't know how to talk and communicate with each other. And this is something that is a learned process. And yet it's so important because how successful you are in your career depends on how you communicate with the people around you how you think, how you plan, how you 
you go out and create opportunities for yourself. The sad part is that for so many people, they just don't know and don't even want to learn how to communicate effectively. And let's look at the last one again. Making it stick. Teams with a true sense of urgency feel duty-bound to find ways to make sure that any change sticks incorporating that change into the structure, the systems, and importantly, the culture. How they communicate with each other determines, and it can pass on that if you learn to communicate in the business world effectively, then you can pass that off and become to build better relationships within your personal life because you take those skills back to you. How many times have you seen where couples have gone in for couples therapy? Why? Because they need to learn how to communicate with each other in a supportive and encouraging way. And you know what? If you teach your children that, then they will be better for it. And remember, you can go to my website, and that website is the number one personal success, personalcareercoach.com, and you can sign up for both individual or group therapy counseling. 